This episode of the podcast is sponsored by Hold True Tattoo Studios. The new studio is now open in Hamilton, and if you're interested in getting any tattoo work done or discussing any designs, please contact the chief artist, Brian Bell. You can find Hold True Tattoo Studios on Instagram and on Facebook, so if you're at all interested, please check them out. Right, okay. Right, okay. Hello, everyone. We are joined today uh, by mind coach extraordinaire, Vinny Shorman. Uh, how are you, Vinny? Um, I went out last night um, for my annual Christmas extravaganza. I've had better days. Okay. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. But as they say, self-inflicted, it is what it is. And, and listen, you, you've made it on for us, which I'm, I'm so grateful for. Uh, <laughs> This is going to be our, our last episode before Christmas time. So, right. as I said to you uh, on the messages, I, I really actually wanted to plan it so you would be our last guest of the year. Right, uh, no, thank you. I, I did. I thought to myself, if there's somebody that can finish the year really positively for us, mm. Vinnie Shorman's the man. So it's worked out. It's worked out really, really well. So thank you. Thank you for no doing this. No okay, uh, let, let's just, I've kind of started this way with, with a lot of people that we've had on. Let, let's just talk in general about how strange this year has been and maybe how it's been for you personally and what you've put in place to to try and come out of it the best that you possibly could. I mean, the, the best, I mean, I have had COVID anyway. Yeah. I had it in October. Um, in all honesty, it bounced off me. But in, in the truth of it, I take vitamin D because yeah. seeing Dr. Rhonda Patrick on Joe Rogan yeah. and um, she was talking about the effects of vitamin D and, and, and how it was low with people that died of COVID. I mean, look, I'm no expert, but yeah, I, I decided to take it's been challenging uh, for everybody uh, and especially with the misinformation that we're getting on, on every side. Yeah. Um, however, I make my own um, my own judgments my own um uh sorry about that uh, my own um you know my own conclusions so yeah. it's not been easy for it's, listen in all honesty and i'll be honest with you apart from being ill apart from having a hip replacement this year and apart from being inconvenienced i've not been too bad mm-hmm. but i know but I, i'm in a very very blessed position and the more i, I learn about about life and learn about things i know i'm a very very blessed human being yeah. and um i don't know what i've done in a former life if you believe in that <laughs> or whatever but i i'm glad i did it because it's it's given me a, a wonderful life wonderful people who i spend it with and uh yeah i'm a very lucky human being i, I haven't i have I, i've seen people suffer they've lost loved ones they've lost businesses and jobs and <sighs> careers and it's been very very upsetting but yeah. for, personally, for me and those around me, we've been all right. But it's been a terrible year, yeah. yeah. I mean, oh, do you know, one of, the pers- one of the people that I'm going to mention straight away, uh, and I thought to myself, I'm going to mention Liam Harrison, and I thought to myself, 
should I mention Liam Harrison early on in the podcast because yeah. I know how crazy you are about Liam and I thought Vinny's yeah. going to talk for half an hour on Liam Harrison. Uh, but let's do it since I've brought it up. Uh, Stephen Isbitt, who runs the gym up here uh, beside where I stay, he had uh, he had Liam up for a seminar a couple of years back and right. listen, completely blown away. Now, Stevie did say to me, he said, listen, this guy's special. And to be honest, I didn't have any knowledge of Liam Harrison before that. Right. The point I'm making is, after having trained with Liam, I actually then was sort of Googling and came across yourself on Joe Rogan's podcast right. with Liam. Uh, yeah. and that's, how I, that's how I got introduced to you in, in the first place. So, right. And then used you and, and used your services that you have a year yeah. ago, we'll talk about maybe maybe later on as well. But how how does someone like yourself who had a sort of varied history in martial arts and Thai boxing, how did you first swerve into becoming a mind coach and how did that how did that all come about? I was in a I was having I was in a, a turbulent relationship to say the least. Um and it went it was just it was toxic, I'll be honest. Yeah, yeah. On both sides, uh, more so on her side, I'll be honest, because uh, evidence, I won't, I'll tell you that off air, but evidence says that um, she's, she's a lot more, uh, a lot more bitter and sour and twisted than me. So, anyway. But uh, so, yeah, I was in that, and then I left uh, her, uh, I left my two kids, I didn't leave them per se. Yeah. Still, the dad and all that still saw them, but I left that the the the, uh, the habitual home, and um, <clears throat> yeah, and and I, and I went through a stage where I was uh, drinking a lot, uh, taking various substances to keep you awake and keep you dancing, if you know what I mean. Indeed. And um, <clears throat> yeah, just I wasn't being, I was going down a, a, a rocky path, and then I went to a seminar from by a man called Keith Mayer who works for Liverpool Football Club now, um, my first coach, really, in, in the, this mind game. And um, I felt good. I didn't know why. I was happy. And, and, and it gave me more scope and it opened something, a doorway inside my mind. I already had a gym anyway. I was teaching Muay Thai, etc. Yep. And then I just fell in love with it. And more so for my own state of mind that it, that it improved me in in many different ways so that started the pursuit of being uh, a mind coach it's funny enough it was 13 years ago in this this month december and i and i'll tell you why i know it was the 7th of december it's because where it's when ricky hatton fought uh floyd mayweather it right. was the next day okay. so <laughs> i chose my life by dates on fights you know <laughs> yeah but, um, yeah it, yeah it was it was then that's when i started See, actually, I don't know whether it was when I was listening to you on Joe Rogan or whether I was listening to you on uh, Kicking It with Liam Harrison on, on the podcast. Yeah. You just said the exact same thing there, and I wrote this down on the notes for the show. You said, I felt good, and I didn't know why. Uh, yeah. And it's that thing about they might not always remember what you said, but they'll remember how you made them feel. Now, yeah. for my own listeners and, and my own students and stuff, I'll, I'll tell a very quick story. Uh, last year, a completely different set of circumstances. I had trained exceptionally hard for an upcoming Taekwondo examination. Yeah. 
And just the final week before I, I flew to America, there was there was something just playing in my mind, a wee bit of doubt, and you came into my head. So I contacted you, and I was so lucky that you could you could fit me in. Now, if someone was to come back and say to me, "What conversation did you have with, with, with any?" I, I would I remember wee bits, but genuinely I can tell you that I still remember how you made me feel before I got on the flight to go. How you made me feel when I was at the test, and even how you made me feel afterwards. Uh, there's just that positivity that I can still remember. So I'll publicly again thank you for doing that. Thank but you, man. It's nice the, to hear. The, the, the mind coaching part, let, let's talk a wee bit about that and about what you're trying to do to, to people, uh, what, you're, what you're trying to encourage or bring out of them, and et cetera, et cetera. <clears throat> it's self-defense against the dark side of your mind. It sounds dramatic. Um, what I'm trying to do is, is just make people happy. Yeah. I like it. I like, I, I like it. And I get something out of it. Of course I wouldn't do it if I didn't. But I like making people happy. Whether it's fun, whether it's saying something that's, that's genuine to, 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 to flatter them or to, to boost their confidence. I've always liked that. Yeah. I've always been a clown, believe it or not. And um, <laughs> I enjoy that, that laughter from people is probably one of the best things you could feel. When someone's laughing because you've caused it, it's fabulous. And But to see people that come into my office where there's doom and gloom and darkness and, and things that are upsetting them, to help them combat that, to shed light on it. So my Hebrew tattoo says, uh, there is always light. Yeah, yeah. My arm. <clears throat> and I just like shining light on things for people, you know, and uh, I, I enjoy it. I enjoy, I enjoy people. Nothing better than seeing people get over something. And it, it might not be spectacular. It doesn't have to be, you know, get a, 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 a higher degree of Dan in belts like you got or whatever. It doesn't have to be that. I mean, it's great. I'm happy you did it. Yeah. But it's not, it's not always that. It's just, you know, Confidence to go in shops or confidence to walk the kid to school, etc. You know what I mean? And yeah. little things we take for granted are massive mountains to some people. And to do that is fab. So, yeah, I love that. I love that. It's all about making people happy. That's, and I get happy because I get paid. <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, that's one of the things that, that, that actually the wee light bulb went off when I was listening to you before. And as I say, I've, I've, I've tried to listen to as much as I can uh, of different appearances that you've made. And you've worked with some of the sort of top fighters in the world, Joe Schilling, for example, uh, top, top world-class kickboxer. But I remember somebody asking you that and saying, do you also work with yeah. the mums or the dads or the, yeah. the, the truck drivers or, or whoever it was? Uh, do, you, do you come to those with a different mindset or attitude or, or is it the same well it's all about it's all, you know these people it's all about what they're trying to achieve okay. there's no difference in liam joe joe Schilling, whoever eddie alvarez there's no difference in um, name dropping there aren't there that's um, all right, that's all right. <laughs> yeah. it, it, it's no different for them than it is for someone that wants to i don't know go for an interview for a job or wants to take like i said your daughter to school etc i have more stories of of triumph over adversity that seems 
nothing to us, but is spectacular for somebody else than than belts and world titles and that. I mean, yeah, right. God, I mean, great. I mean, I love it. I'm happy they do it. I'm happy to be of service. However, I do like triumph over over everything, you know, and it's no different. So there's not there's no there's no uh, tactical change for anyone else it's all therapy someone said oh i want to do i want to do what you do but i, I don't i only want to work with sports people and we'll crack on good luck with that because it won't happen yeah oh you can but it means i don't want to do therapy it's all therapy so exactly. it's no different you know people are generally not more bothered about what other people think other people will think or how they'll look other than what they're facing do you know what I mean? yeah of, of course it's what Let's stick on that then, because that's that's interesting to me. That, and it's interesting the way you come to that and seeing that. Listen, it's it's not about how famous you are or whatever. People's yeah. problems and people's anxieties are are the same, no matter whether yeah. you're a lollipop man or you're fighting for a world title. It's exactly the same. Not different. Not to me, it's not. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> not to me. I mean, I've, I've reached a level of fame, if you will. Yep. In my in my field, will I get more famous over it? Probably, um, because I, I, I aim to carry on. But I mean, it's not. Right. You know, sometimes it's weird. It's weird because people see you and they go, oh, "I see you on Joe Rogan," and because I've been on it, been on it quite a few times, yep. and, and they go, "Blah blah," and, and and they're just like, "Yeah, I'm just me. I'm never ever going to be any different." You yep. know what I mean? You you see me ten years ago to ten years on, I'm never going to be any different. I'm just try and remain just me you know what i mean it never yeah. never goes to me out it never makes me different and i don't think it should with anyone you know what i mean so if you've got a belt or you've got a million pounds in the bank of multi-millionaires who i work with right you know they just they just have the same hang-ups same upsets the same worries as everybody else they might not have monetary worries yeah but they still have fears and trepidation so it's no different well what do you find are the main the main drivers or the main causes of either general anxiety in people or people's confidence taking a real a real dip? I know that. that see, this is, I always I always sorry to interrupt you. I always get oh asked no. that question, and they go, "Oh, what is, what is it? What is it?" There is none. There is no no uh, there is no one way because that's why the job is so interesting. Because everybody's different. Everyone's got a different story. There's no two lives that have run parallel. They might be twins, for instance, just for instance, and they'll still have a different interpretation of their life's been. So everybody's different. So that's why it never, ever ceases to uh, astound me in many ways and and, and make me me appreciative of it all. So, yeah, it's, it's it's never one thing, which a lot of people do ask. How, how, how does hypnosis work? How does how can you take what what what's involved in taking someone with a fear or an anxiety or a phobia or or any of these things? And it's I I like to think that I've got a really open mind. Like if someone says to me, "There's something that's never happened in the world before, right yeah. over the street," I, I I like to believe that. So I I really I love the idea of hypnosis. I love the idea of anything that. A lot of people will say, no, that, that's that's fake, or et cetera, et cetera. Now, what is hypnosis and how does it help people? 
Um, <clears throat> hypnosis is a phenomenon that is basically speaking to the unconscious mind. It's basically, excuse me, basically um, getting to the other part of the unconscious to communicate with it, to, to cause a change that will um, help the person, client, whoever it may be, to overcome difficulties. How it works, <clears throat> no one really knows. Okay. No one really knows. Um, the, the, it just changes your perspective on things. Is it good for everything? No, it's not good for everything. Sometimes people, one thing that really bugs me, and it's a bugbear of mine, is clients contacting me and just saying, I just want to try it. Okay. What for? Yeah. Just want to see what it's like. No. How about no? I'll never do that. I don't do that, and I never will. Because it's just not something you try. It's something that is a, a very, very special technique to change people's perspective. So just wanting to try it is a no for me, always. But um, yeah, I mean, it, it works. It's, it's, a, it's a mysterious thing. It's a, it's a very strange thing. But it, it's, um, it can be very powerful. It can be very useful. And um, yeah, but in certain aspects and certain areas that, it, that, that it's uh, used for. So how it works is bypassing the critical faculty barrier, which is the, uh, the conscious mind and then having a conversation or an installation of new ways of being, new, new paths to walk in the unconscious. And then that, that permeates into life. I know you've spoken about this before, but, but I'll ask again, and, and it, is, it is getting, and I don't mind saying how much a big fan I became of Liam Harrison at all. Like, like right. yourself, I just watch his stuff online. And... We've got to, got to establish it also understand I've known Liam for 20 years. Of Liam's, course. Liam's a very close friend of mine. So yeah. not just fanboy, he's my mate. So when when you hear me commentating, he's <laughs> hugely biased on your account. Yes. Um, <laughs> hugely biased. So yeah. he's my mate. Exactly. He's my football team. I don't like football. I'm not into football. So he's my my Lionel Messi or my, you know, you know, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah. So when he's fighting and I'm, and I'm hugely biased, then yeah, it's it's the way it is. But you've got to establish that we've been friends for a long time. And yeah, um, yeah so it's not just uh, a, a thing. I'm just not a fan. I am a fan, but I'm his, I'm his friend too. So yeah. that's the main. Let's, and again, hopefully you, you, you can share this with, with our listeners as well. One of the stories that kind of, I couldn't get my head around at first, was the warrior uh, story. And I can't remember where you told us or whether it was Liam that told us or not. But uh, how did mind coaching or hypnosis or any of the other systems that you use, and if you can just tell the story about Liam being in that fight and looking at you and saying that. Right. How? What's the process of that? Because that, that was one of those really cool stories that you think, wow, this is, this is brilliant that this has happened. Um. What happened was uh, Liam fought a fighter called Anawak Kiao Samlit, um, who was in, he fought him in Jamaica, and he got stopped with low kicks. He's his own weapon that he stops people with, which he yeah. throws incredibly fast and incredibly well. He got stopped by the technique that he uses. And Anawak was a very famous fighter. He's highly decorated. Uh, he was called the Iron Hands of Siam. He was the Mike Tyson of the time. He knocked out Singdam twice. Singdam Kiatmugal, who's still active now, he's Yokawin. He knocked out pretty much everybody. He was a big, big, big puncher. 
So Liam fought him, and then um, and we was mates anyway. I was a commentator for the, for for uh, uh, MSA, which is Master Skin Academy, uh, the show, the MSA show, and, and Manchester Evening News Arena. And um, Liam contacted me because he knew he was a mind coach, and it was when I was first kind of getting into it because I'd worked with Jordan Watson before yep. on something else that's not fight related. And Liam said, "Could you help me help me with the fight?" So I said, yes. So what we did was I did some hypnosis with him and then I installed a word, which was warrior. And it was synonymous with him because he's a warrior, of course. But against Anawat, it was a very, very hard ask. I mean, don't forget, he'd been stopped by Anawat. And Anawat was a very, very heavy-handed human being. Fantastic fighter. You get a chance to watch him, watch him. He he knocked people out clean, cold, with just one shot. It It was one shot, one kill. So... Uh, yeah, and then when he fought on the show, I was commentating with a dear friend of mine, Rob Cox, who's, who lives in Thailand. And Rob Cox is an absolute encyclopedia of Muay Thai. Great guy. <clears throat> Speaks fluent Thai, lives in Thailand at, at uh, Kiat Pontip Gym. Um, and I was commentating with Rob. And it was in round four with the installation of this word. Uh, Liam looked at me. I'll never forget it. It was one of the surrealist moments. And he doesn't remember doing it, but he looked right at me and he said, warrior. He mouthed warrior to me. <clears throat> and then um, he fought Anawat. He, he, and it was, a, it was a turbulent battle, to say the least. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, and then he, he won on points. But he, he, he does attribute winning that partly to me, which is a very, very, uh, very, very nice story. And um, it just it goes to show that with, with help and with when people want to do something, you see, yeah. People take love to take glory for themselves and, and, and bask in their own sort of self-satisfaction. But for me, it's always about a team and it's always about people around you that make you who you are. And I'm, look, I'm, I'm, I get humbled by my wife tells me off. I never, I never get above my station in that. And I just think that it's, it's always good to have a, a team around you. So I was lucky to be part of Liam's team along with Richard and his great coaches and, and Andy and, and everyone at his gym. So I was just a part of that. So yeah. I, I could run around and, and try and take um, glory for it, but I never would. I was just happy to be part and help and with these, uh, yeah, these win. I must say very quickly that that's, that is something that comes across from you. It's always about, again, if, if you look at anybody's success, it's not about, oh, well, I've done that for that person. Yeah. That is, it's, it's, that's a lovely thing that, that yeah, yeah. genuinely comes across for you all the time, that, yeah. I'm only playing a part in this. Yeah. Let's get a wee bit more technical then, if, if, if you can, for us. And it doesn't even have to be uh, a fighter. It doesn't have to be Liam and that story we're talking about. How does... What happened in, in someone's mind that they were able to have that word activate something that, that gave them a sort of a shield or a or a strength? or a, what, what do you actually place you, you in your mind? You're not putting anything in there that isn't already there. Okay. So Liam Harrison doesn't need me to tell him he's a warrior. I mean, look at his record without before he fought Anawat. We went 30 and 0, didn't they? Without getting beat. Um, so he was undefeated for 30 fights. So these 30 people tried to prove that he weren't. However, he he did, he, he, you know, beat them and then, and the number of victories had since. <clears throat> and even in defeat, is is still. You know, he doesn't fall to bits easy. He's, he's very hard to contain, to say the least. But um, how, how it's already there anyway. You just 
awaken it or you remind them that it's there. So I never put anything there that's not there. Right. You know, they'll, they'll claim it's not there. You know, we've all, it's interesting when people say I've got no willpower. You wouldn't walk if you didn't have willpower because walking is synonymous with with the things that we do. You've learned to eat with a knife and fork or chopsticks, whatever you want to do. But you've learned, you've learned everything. You know what I mean? So that's willpower anyway. So it's not, it's not, it's not something they haven't got. It's re, it's waking it up and reminding them that it's that it's there for for them to use, and to um, just make them aware of it. Really, but more making people aware of what they've got. How often, no matter whether you you think that you're strong-minded or yeah. not 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 so much. Uh, how often do you think that the minds? And I don't actually know what this means. Maybe you can help me understand what this means really what it means how often does the mind play tricks on us whether you're a sports person or just a, a normal guy in his daily life how much does that how many tricks do the mind play and how much does that stop us maybe achieving what we could be achieving how does what sorry <clears throat> how how does the mind play tricks on us and how often does that stop us doing that's a, it's an age-old question <clears throat> how I don't know because I don't know if it's an in individual clients. Last words, it's always individuality. How maybe something from your past, some experience that you've had, some roadblock, something that's happened before to you. Uh, so it's the same that is like how long is a piece of string? Yeah. How far is far away? Do you know what I mean? It's like it's difficult. Everybody's different, and that's the eclectic mix of like mindsets. It's so different for everybody that. Uh, yeah, it's bad. I, I just wonder... Okay, next question. Are people naturally stronger-minded than others? Yes. <clears throat> of course, yeah. Okay, so... It depends, you... on what, it depends on what you've experienced. Right, okay. It depends on what you've experienced. and It depends on all how you've lived your life and what's gone on in your life that, that denotes where you'll be. Okay, so what I'm trying to get to with this point, I think, is what I'm trying to get to is I don't want people, when I'm coaching, for example, and I don't want someone to ever think that they can't achieve something, anything, whether that be their next bell or whether it be just having confidence to come to a class or reach a goal, whatever the case may be. I, I often think no you absolutely can do this but the right. person doesn't think they can do it that, that, that's that's an important thing for a coach to try and install in people no that's your job but i mean some people just don't want it some people just don't so some, some people won't i got i did a seminar once in, and it was in scotland ironically enough and the coach rang me the next day he said oh some some people really loved it great some people didn't. I said, why? I said, well, you said that they all won't be champions. I said, it's true. It's not for everyone. It's not for everybody. You know, people can watch, um, for instance, Saw, the movie Saw. Yeah. And people can watch it and there's not, there's been nine, I think there's been nine movies of it or whatever. And there's, there's another one coming out actually with Chris Rock in it. Okay. In it. I don't even know why I'm telling you that. But anyway, <laughs> and then see, I don't want to see that. Some people would absolutely love it. All oh, a woman gets that. Her eye pulled out with a spike. No, it just no. I, I won't want to see that. 
you know, give me robots and spaceships and dragons, yes, but that, no. So everyone's different. So it, it's not for everybody. Okay. You know, training, the fitness and, and moving around and the flexibility that you gain from doing a, a wonderful sport that you, you're involved with, brilliant. Well, not everyone wants to really get hurt or fight or, or be involved in it. It's not for everybody. So do we do we spend time as, as fantasists in a way, pretending that we that we're somebody that we're not? Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I go boxing four times a week to Liverpool at Four Corners Gym where I've got my new office opening next year. Yeah. That's only around the corner, really, isn't it? <laughs> next year. And um, I'm, I'm often on the bag being Errol Spence. I'm often on the bag being Triple G. But would I would I like to get in the ring and, and test it? Not at all. So it's not for everybody. So some, you know, some people really want to achieve things and have that mindset and that drive, that fire. It's not for everyone. But if you're doing a good job, I make it's like you said, you said at the very beginning, it's not what you say, it's how you make them feel. So if they make if they feel like it makes them happy and they walk out, you know, better than when they went in, job done. Yeah. But not everyone's going to be a champion. Because it's not for everybody. Because you just don't give, you know, you know, if I were to be a champ, I'd be a world champion at hitting the bag then. No, the bag doesn't hit your back, good, whatever. But I mean, you know, who's the belts for that? No, so it's not for everybody. But it's, it's, it's interesting. And again, having said what I said, it's something that I try to, so it is something that I've tried to change and that's to see everybody's, Journey is as 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 slightly different. What I'm trying to do now, as a coach or or, or instructor or, or however you see me or however my students see me, is to try and get the best out of them, whatever that is. And maybe that's is that what I should be taking from the yeah, advice of course. There? Yeah, of course. But it, but it's like we're all born with free will. God, whoever you believe in whatever shape or form or whatever force you believe in. We was given free will. So people will do what people will do. People will, will act how people will act. You know, and if they're not, if, you know, if, if that's what they choose to do, you know, and, 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 and fine, it's, if, if people don't want to achieve things, it's fine. But if, if, you're, if you're doing a service which you do, where they feel better about themselves and feel better about walking in and out or going all confident, you've done your job. They're not all going to be, you know, heel, choy, or whatever it's called. Yep. <laughs> the guys. They're not all going to be that. Yeah. So, you know, it's, they're not. So you just do your best you can with the resources that you have for people that you care for and people that you want to, to do well. It's, it's the drive that you have to, to be able to do the things that you do and want to still achieve something. That's in you. It's just in you. You found something that's synonymous with the fire and the drive within, you, within, your, within, your, within your, your soul, if you will. Yeah. And I'm the same and with, with what I do now, you know, and um, but not everybody's got that and not everybody wants to do that. You know, some people were, I went last night, as I said, I went out in Manchester City, we're playing Manchester United and by birthright, I'm a, I'm a Manchester United fan. Uh, no, I'm not a fan, just I'm birthright. <laughs> I was born in Trafford, basically, so that's where Man, Man United is based. Yeah. And my family are all Man United fans. Anyway, and um, well, they were all mesmerised and sat there and They'd go home upset because of football, but right. I mean, it's just what people choose to do. So you'll never solve the mystery of an enigma of what people's behaviours. You'll never solve that. But what what I'm saying, what I'm trying to get at in a long long winded way is, 
people will do what people will do and, and they will do what makes them happy regardless. So I'm okay with what people do. If you're not hurting animals, if you're not hurting women, if you're not hurting children and you're not hurting other people that have not deemed it okay, crack on. If you want to do what you want to do, absolutely fine. Crack on. If you're not hurting anybody, if that's what you want to do, that's okay. It's up to you. It's your body, it's your mind, it's your soul. Fine. I'm so glad you said that there because one of the one of the criticisms, and again, I don't know what this is like in I know that you're a huge fan of boxing as well. Uh, yeah. But obviously you've got more involvement in, in Thai boxing and kickboxing. But sure. one of the criticisms in, in my end of martial arts is that if you're not sort of sort of spitting sawdust and you're not your school or your club isn't about bashing everybody's head in, you're not mm-hmm. doing it right. We we offer a service as to thousands of martial arts classes run about the country. And exactly what you've just described there about yeah. people might not want to be fighters. In fact, they might not even want to compete at all. Yeah. They're, they're studying an art forum and doing something that just makes them happy. Uh, do enough people do stuff to make themselves happy? I don't know. I mean, people say, oh, people, I don't know. I actually don't know if, if that's what, I don't know. That's a, that's a question. I can't answer that because do people, do, do people, do enough to make themselves happy. Sure, they do. Some people will, you know, do backflips over eating cake or whatever, or crisps, or drinking booze, or smoking weed. You know, I'm sure they do. Do they do enough to help themselves mentally and, and, and physically? Probably not. Not really. Which is something that, uh, which is something this COVID thing has brought up as well. Uh, mm. And I know there's been a lot of people talking about the vaccine and desperate not to get it, but uh, did you change anything this year when you kind of felt that just to protect yourself, not just mentally, but, but physically as well, uh, when you just said there about the people do enough to keep themselves healthy or, or, or strong and, and stuff like that, did you do anything this year that, that you maybe changed because you wanted to just protect yourself a wee bit more? Yeah, of course. Like I said, I, talk, I take vitamin D. Yep. I don't eat rubbish very often. Um, I train five days a week. I'm starting to use kettlebells now. I've had a hip replacement this year. It cost me 14 grand. Uh, but I had to have it because on the NHS, the National Health Service, I wasn't going to get it because of the COVID pandemic and people needed more needed it. The operations and, and surgeons more than more than I. Yeah. Um, so I went to a private session, blah blah blah. But yeah, of course. I mean, I, I you know I train all the time, and 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 it's it's, a, it's an obsession. I fast all the time as well. Okay. So, so I, I always do intermittent fasting. Um, you know, I, I'm not certainly not no no athlete. But here's how what it is. If anyone's got children, if anyone's got children out there, and you've got kids, you ri- you write an unwritten law when I when you have children. This is my belief. That when them children come to on this planet, you have to obviously have to feed them, clothe them, look after them, and love them, and that's what you what you should do. By the way, some certain some certainly don't, but however you should. But if you're not living a healthy, productive, and uh, life for your for you, you're not you're not doing them a service. So if you're not being healthy and strong, and and looking after your health, you're doing them a disservice because. You are shortening the time that you will have on your planet with this child. And you, you should 
always, always have that in your mind to lengthen your time to be on this planet, not only to, to guide them, but to love them and help them through it. You're not going to last that long. We don't. Really, we don't. Blink of an eye, I'm 51 this year. I'm already 51. Blink of an eye, and I was 25. And it's, it's a blink of an eye. I know you're old people saying, yeah, I remember it was only like yesterday. It is. But however, if you're not living a healthy, doing the right things, which you know out there, somebody know and are going to know that you're not doing the right stuff, you're not eating the right things, you're not doing the things that you, you should do to get where you want to get to, you're doing your child a disservice. So you're, you're sabotaging, less than 100% support is sabotage. So you're sabotaging their, their life because you should be around longer. The odds are that odds are, odds are in your favour that if you keep healthy, happy, strong, don't do anything to excess in, in, in any way, shape or form, the, the odds are that you'll be around longer. So I believe it's an unwritten law. And if you're not doing that, you're wrong. I, I train because I want to be around for my kids. I train because I want to be able to appreciate life. You appreciate life more if you're healthy. Health is wealth. There's no doubt about that. None. Yeah. And it's pr pr prominent more so now because our whole livelihood, our whole situation in life is threatened. So. Spot, spot on. I agree with that a million percent. Thank you. Right, I was speaking to, I won't keep you too much longer, uh, no I was speaking to a friend yesterday, the day before actually about this, and you've touched on it already, and I don't think you've surprised me in saying that if people want it, then they want it, some people don't, yeah. I, I do understand that and I appreciate that, what I was talking to my friend about the other day was, we were talking about motivation, inspiration, and how that ties in with discipline. Now, you're obviously surrounded by a lot of disciplined people, a lot of fighters, uh, <clears throat> boxing coaches, just et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Can you give us your ideas or opinions on, because everybody always says, oh, motivation doesn't last and inspiration doesn't last. How mm -hmm. does that balance off against just basic discipline to go to four corners five times a week to fast, to do this. Yeah. Where, where does discipline measure up with those things? Where there is no, everything is your life. Everything. So I, I always, I always say training's my job. I go training in the morning. I don't go and train in the evening or after. Sometimes I train in the afternoon. But I don't, I go training in the morning because it's my job. It's your job. Your job, my job, everybody else's job to be healthy. Everyone's. It doesn't, there's no, it's, it's your job. It's, so I, I always deem it as health training is my job. So look, I, do I love my job all the time? No. I'm not going to sit here and go, I love my job all the time and all the clients are great. Some clients are dickheads. I'm not going to lie, excuse my French, but they are. Ah, okay. I don't know what dickhead is in French. But like I said, some are, and some are just that I won't work with them. I work with, some, I don't work with everybody, and I, and, I, and I differentiate between who I want to work with and who I don't. I'm lucky in that in that position. But what you got to remember is, it's like I just do it because I have to. We haven't got a choice. If you're not disciplined, if you're not motivated to to get where you want to get, stop whinging about not getting there. Then it's someone more boring than. Because you what? Because you didn't do what you, you know you should have done. Crack on. 
He's, he, he's, he's, give yourself, here's, here's a tip. You have no choices. The trouble is with life, we've got luxury problems. Yep. Look, the lockdown wasn't good for people's businesses. It was rubbish and awful. And then we realise now that all the things that we love doing, like just being able to go to the cinema or go swimming, all these things have been taken away. And now we realise how much they meant to us. So when, you, when, you're, when you've got so many choices, we get spoiled. We haven't got a choice. You've got no choice but to train. I've got no choice. Yeah. That's, the, that's, the, that's the difference between the differences that make a difference is give yourself no choice. I work with a, a, an e-commerce group called The Watchers, and it's run by uh, two very, very high-level uh, business people, Zach Foldman and Chase, Chase Hero, both wonderful entrepreneurs and bright. They're a bit like Bill and Ted of business, if you ask me. Yeah. Very sort of hippie-like, but amazingly good at what they do. <clears throat> and I say to The Watchers, often when I have the calls with them once a month, you have no choice. If you've got choices, then you're going to, well, I'd rather do that. There's lots of things I'd rather do. I was on the back the other day, round seven, and do 10 rounds. And I wanted to stop. I couldn't be asked. What could we all have it? But it's the person that goes, oh, I, can't. I, don't, I don't give myself, oh, I've, got, I've got the luxury to go right. I'm only doing seven rounds because blah, blah. No, I have no choice. So I, I give myself no choice. And once you've got no choice, the only option is to do what you've got to do, Sam. Simple. Brilliant. Thank you. <laughs> One thing I want to say to you, Vinny, is uh, obviously I've, I've mentioned this a couple of times that I've, I've, I've listened to a lot of your stuff now. Uh, but And obviously I've, I've spoken to you on a more sort of personal level uh, yeah. last year. You, when I'm speaking to you again today, you... I don't think, maybe you do, but it comes across as if you don't take enough credit for how you actually affect people. As I said before in the podcast, I can still remember or I can still feel how you made me feel. That's, a, wonder, that's a wonderful gift to give people. Uh, and when I'm listening to you today, uh, talking on the podcast, you... I don't know whether it's deliberate or not, or whether you're just, that's just who you are, but you're just sprinkling wee bits of magic and not taking enough enough credit for it. I don't, I don't, I don't, I know what I can do. I know, I'm aware. I'm aware of, I'm aware of how smart I am. And that sounds awful, but I'm only telling you because this is, this is the mindset is I believe in myself and I know how smart I am. That's it. I don't walk around with a T-shirt on. Yeah. And, when, and then when people say, oh, you're really smart, I go, thank you. But in my mind, I already know. because, yeah. I, and, and that's not egotistical. What it is, is like you're reminding your mind that the service that it's giving you is fabulous. I watched a thing the other day on the TED Talks. I don't really like all of them. Some of them are really boring. But there's yeah. one of one lady, and she was saying that she had a – all things were going great for her business, et cetera, and, you know, She's only 23 years of age and her, and her mum died. And then 26 years of age, her husband just dropped dead. It was awful. But she's, well, one thing that I got from it and what I thought was really interesting was, that was, you know, we all run about and complain about life when it's bad. 
and of course it gets bad and it's terrible what some people have to go through and you know if I could change it I could rewind time at a TARDIS or a time machine and I could change people's lives and make it better of course I, of course I would but we never we never go like today I'm talking to a nice man like you you know with with who the slight reminiscences of a hangover right <laughs> but but it's still a blessing so people don't see it you don't just a normal day and they just shrug the shoulders but somewhere along in the world someone would love that normal day you know and we're never grateful for little sh things that we think are shitty and they're not you know i'm sat here in 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 my bedroom talking to a good guy like you who who, who i respect and, and and like and i'm sat talking on a, an iphone 12 or whatever it is i not sorry an iphone x with my watch on, a Garmin watch in a, in a, in a comfortable house. What's, what's there not to be grateful for? What's there not to be happy about, you know? So it's little, little wins. Here's what I want to say. This is what, this is what I'm going to say on the, on the, on the, uh, it's like darts. Just, I'm going to end on this because I don't want to bore you too much. No, no. It's, like, it's like darts, right? If you've got a dartboard, and you've got darts, and you're trying to hit bullseye. Believe me, I'm rubbish at darts. But if you was throwing at the bullseye all the time, right, eventually you're going to hit it. So that celebration when you hit that bullseye is going to be quite big. You're going to go, yes, I've got it. Then you're going to try and try again to get it again. Now, odds are that the more you try and do it, the more you play it, the more you throw them, the likelihood you're going to get bullseye again because you're practicing it. People don't throw the darts at all at any type of board so they don't they don't they don't really put an effort in they'll say about something they'll have it in the minds but look i'll throw the dart as i'll throw the dart and I, i'll probably got less chances than in the bullseye than you because i'm rubbish <laughs> but when i'm throwing that dart and i hit and I, and, I, and and i hit the wire and it bounces out and stuff like that that's life no one leaves this 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 imaginary life that you know you know every day is amazing and and you feel wonderful every day bollocks no one does but it's like i don't spend time staying on the fact that that that, that, that moment because it's all moments everything's temporary i don't stay on that temporary time going oh mr board mr board it bounced out i didn't get i didn't get bullseye you keep throwing life's about throwing all the time and, and aiming and throwing and aiming and throwing and aiming and throwing non-stop and if you don't hit the uh, don't hit the bullseye you guess what no one does every time yeah. there's not one dart player in the world that can hit that 50 times that oh, okay it might someone might someone probably wrong there so <laughs> youtube say yeah this guy hit 50 times on trot but no you know no one of no one of is going to be able to hit that every time they throw the dart no one so if you're not throwing, stop complaining. If you're not throwing the, uh, and aiming, it's your fault. Vinny, this is why uh, this is why I wanted this to be exactly when it was. As I say, when I was planning ahead on different episodes, and I said this to you, I said, I want I want yours to be the last episode of the year, and you've just produced, you've just given, no. you've given us exactly a message to to finish, not just this podcast on, but the series of podcasts leading up to, to Christmas. So, uh, Vinny Shorman, listen, I'll let you on your day with, with sincere thanks for, for
for coming on and doing this for me. I'm so chuffed. No problem. No problem. And just listen, I hope everyone has a wonderful year. I hope it's a better one in 2021. Thank you for having me on. Love and respect to you and your family and everyone that's watched and listened to this. Uh, if you want to contact me, you can at vinnieshawman.com. Uh, and if you've got questions, just ask and I'll answer you and yeah. Instagram, etc. But look, I'll be honest with you, yeah? Let's hope we have a better 2021 and and maybe this pandemic of what we've gone through, maybe we should be a little bit nicer to each other because remember, none of us are permanent. Right. Okay, God bless you, Vinny. Thank you so much. No problem, oh, brother. Brother, my friend, all right? Take care, bye-bye. Take care, Vinny. Thank you so bye, much. Mate. Thank Bye. you.